We have a lot going on in this episode. This is Jim Suhan. I am in Tokyo about to share with you my conversation with Cheryl Ree. We're both in Tokyo. We've seen each other for about two minutes here. The logistics have been crazy. The schedule's been crazy. But the basketball and the rest of the Olympics have been great. Hey, uh, before we get to that conversation, I want to let you know about another conversation. The great Jenna Shortle handled our interview with the great Nancy Lopez. Uh, Nancy Lopez, one of the greatest golfers of all time, and that's to promote Legends Classic, legendsclassicmn.com. That's the Lando Lakes Legends Classic. We'll tell you more about that later. Stick around for the interview. Again, two greats having a good conversation. Uh, also want to thank our newest sponsor, All Energy Solar. All Energy Solar uh, to get deals associated with this show. You go to allenergysolar.com slash coach. The coach, of course, is Cheryl Reeve. Uh, wanted to let you know, hey, you've probably heard that you can save lots of money by switching to All Energy Solar, but what if you could start saving and get paid by All Energy Solar even before your panels are installed? Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not, thanks to All Energy Solar's Instant Solar Rebate Check Program. Once All Energy Solar completes their evaluation of your property, they start calculating how much energy your solar would be generating if it were installed that very day, with the clock ticking every day that your solar panels are not installed, the bigger your rebate check gets. The clock stops once your system is turned on. Then All Energy Solar adds up all the energy you would have generated from the date you first signed and multiplies it by your current utility rates to calculate your instant solar rebate check. That means extra cash right into your bank account. But don't delay. You must sign up with All Energy Solar by August 15th to be eligible for your instant solar rebate check. Book your appointment now at allenergysolar.com forward slash coach. Check it out. Uh, we appreciate them joining on this uh, network and the show. Uh, the network keeps growing. We do have the best lineup in sports. And you're going to get to hear why now. Cheryl Reeve in Tokyo. Someday, Talk North will have our own suites at the Olympics. And we will have our own Wi-Fi and our own phone system. I promise you all this is going to happen this year. I am talking at a bus stop because that's the way this Olympics <laughs> is going. It's a, uh, Hey, it's been a great Olympics, uh, but technology has not been on our side. We are going to try to get a uh, Cheryl Reeves show done here on the eve of the women's semifinals. Looking forward to going out and seeing the U S women play, but you might, the game might've already been played by the time you hear this. So we're going to talk more in general about the Olympics. Uh, Cheryl, for me, uh, logistics have been difficult. It's been weird to be in a large city and not be able to go out and see a great, what looks like a great, beautiful city. But I'll tell you what, the, the games, the events have been fantastic for me. What's, what's it been like for you? Well, first, I've, I've uh, really enjoyed following your work and Rachel's work. And my goodness, have you all been running. <laughs> you guys have been covering uh, quite a bit. So kudos to, to both of you for what you're enduring to, to bring us all the coverage. And, you know, for us, it's like you said, I mean, we're, we're you know, on our bus rides, we're able to see the beautiful city that is Tokyo yeah, the expanse of nature. I, I tell people, think about New York City on steroids, meaning yeah. uh, the land, the amount of land you know, that, that, that the city encompasses. It's just massive and beautiful and clean. And, and I was just telling Brandon, uh, not only does that mean, you know, the actual, you know, whether it's landscaping or the cleanliness, uh, you don't find trash. You don't find, you know, unkempt areas. And, and uh, you know, and then I, I know Rachel wrote a, a great piece about the beautiful nature of, of uh, the people here. I uh, have not encountered a single person who doesn't seem to love life. 
uh, and just just happy dispositions, and it has been so refreshing. Yeah, the volunteers have been great. The security people have been great. The military who are manning the security booths have been great. Uh, the you know when I've come across Japanese athletes, they've been great. It's been fantastic. And, you know, I've known a lot of journal. Uh, Japanese journalists over the years because so many will come over and cover uh, major league athletes, especially in baseball. Uh, and I was the masters when Matsuyama won this year and the Japanese media were very, but just so gracious. And as you said, I mean, as you said, it's, it's like New York, if they don't leave trash on the, on the sidewalk, you know, it's kind of like Toronto, only, Toronto, only bigger, Chicago, only more developed, uh, you know, it's, and it's even got kind of a Miami uh, oceanfront and canal thing going. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just, I, I, I can't wait to come back. And, you know, now that I'm, I'm like, as we talk here, I'm almost done with my 14 day quarantine. So I might get a meal in Tokyo. We'll see how it works. Although oh, it, wow. the good thing is that I'm going to be busy the next couple of nights. Joe Von Bula from Hopkins. Uh, we're talking here on Tuesday night, I believe I have my day straight. Uh, just ran one of the greatest races I've ever seen to get to the, uh, Olympic men's 200 meter final. He's from Hopkins. Uh, parents went uh, emigrated from Liberia, so he's running for Liberia. He's a great story. Uh, it, it, you know, the story, the athletes should just cover it. You know, and, and of course, you know, we'll get to basketball here in a second. But but being there when Suni Lee won the all around gold, that is one of the greatest moments in my career. That incredible, just just incredible, and I, I can't imagine actually. You know, like I said, being there live to witness that. Obviously, we're all so proud, and you know, we we were, you know, uh, you know, being you know a Minnesota transplant, and, and it's now home for me. Um, it, there have been, you know, like you said, following a lot of the Minnesota athletes, but the Suni Lee story was really, really cool. And watching her family, uh, you know, watch her perform, and just just that's what's so great about the Olympics. There's just something really, really special about it. And that was absolutely, like you said, an incredible moment. And I'm glad you got to be there. Yeah. I'm also so glad I wasn't there for Simone Biles coming back. Rachel was, but Simone Biles getting to compete on her own terms and getting a medal. I thought that was great too. Yeah. And then another really, really special moment. Um, Cause we've talked about the, on this show, uh, the first transgender athlete to compete uh, in, in the weightlifting and, and, um, you know, it just sounds like the, you know, the, the crowd, which was the media that was there. Um, you know, I just, I was very moved by just, you know, what, what I heard you know, took place and, uh, it was it's just monumental, I, I think for the Olympics to, uh, be as welcoming, um, as we had hoped that they would be. Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, we want to tell you about the Legends Classic, Lando Lakes Legends Classic. Uh, we're going to have an interview later in the show talking more about it. Uh, Brandon, if I have it right, legendsclassicmn.com is the website. You can buy tickets, get information, uh, check it out. We really want to encourage you to get out there. You're going to see some of the greatest golfers of all time. You're going to see a beautiful golf course. Uh, they're going to do a great job. Jim Lehman, you know, uh, hey, thanks to Jim Lehman, Nancy Lopez, Julie Inkster. Um, Michelle Redmond. There are just so many, you know, cool people who are involved with this. Let's make this thing work. Uh, let's build, you know, this is a great golf state. Let's prove it. Uh, and Brandon will tell you more. We'll, we'll run an ad and tell you more about it later. But if you just go to legendsclassicmn.com, you'll find out all about it. Thanks also to Rudy Luther Toyota, successful marketing group, and my realtor, Cara Quinn, caraquinnrealtor.com. All right, let's talk some hoops. Uh, your, your team continues to forge ahead. I don't know if it feels harder than usual, but you are winning games. What, what's your assessment so far? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one of the things that we keep hearing is, 
you know, this, this team is different, quote, not as dominant, et cetera. You know, it's not as easy. Uh, this is all the commentary uh, outside of USA basketball, inside of USA basketball. Uh, I will tell you in 2016, in 2012, uh, in 2008, and all before that, um, this is not easy. Um, I think what is uh, probably different, as, as I've talked about this with different people, uh, is if you look at the team that we had in 2016 that uh, included as a second group, Lindsey Whalen, Simone Augustus, uh, Angel McCautry, uh, a young Brianna Stewart, uh, Sylvia Fowles, that was our second team. Um, and, and we, we've had some, we've had some change and, and Elena Deladon, uh, was on that team. And, you know, obviously the great players of, of, you know, Sue and, uh, you know, Sue Bird and Diana Trossi and Maya Moore, um, you know, <laughs> and, you know, Brittany Griner, uh, you know, that, that was, um, that was a really, really good team. It's like an embarrassment of riches, so to speak, but it doesn't mean that you, you just show up and, and you win games. There's a lot of work that goes into it. I said that then, and it's certainly uh, still the case now. But I think what you see is a couple of things. Um, you know, a lot of those players that were on that team uh, are not on this team. Uh, and then also, you know, if you look, you couple that with the idea that other nations are really, really good and their commitment to women's basketball has grown uh, and the progression of the sport around the world has grown. Uh, we have never seen this to be easy, uh, and it's certainly not the case now. I mean, I look at look at uh, the change in the format. Uh, last night we learned uh, through just pulling out of a uh, of a pot uh, who you're going to play. So there's not a you know seeding after pool play. Um, you know, this is basically a, a luck of the draw in terms of how you're matched up. And and we drew Australia in the quarterfinals. Oftentimes this is a, a semifinals or you know a gold medal game. Uh, this is the quarterfinals game. Uh, and so, you know, with the change in the format, uh, I think there's some really compelling matchups. Um, you know, Japan, Belgium uh, is going to be, I mean, the, all the teams that are in this, I know that we have felt like they all bring something great to the table. And it feels a lot like the WNBA in that if you don't bring your A game, you're going to get beat. Um, and so I think people are accustomed to this level of dominance that's just not realistic anymore. And, and I think, you know, I get it. The, you know, the narrative is, is how great uh, our country is. And rightfully so uh, we have a lot of good players and typically the depth of talent is what our advantage is. Um, you know, but I can tell you that uh, as we go into tomorrow, uh, we understand we have our work cut out for us, you know, to, to win this next game, to be able to advance to the, you know, the, the semifinals. Uh, like our men had a chance to do in, in beating Spain. So, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's been a work in progress. Um, a lot of the other countries have a chance to spend months together in honing their skill sets together. And, and you know, we do not get that, as, as, as we talk about quite a bit. Uh, it is hard, you know, to put a group together that come from different systems and philosophies, et cetera, and, and try to get it all kind of pointed in the right direction in, in hopes of, of winning uh, a gold medal. So uh, we have our work cut out for us, but we're, we're up for the challenge. Yeah. And uh, speaking of depth, uh, you do have Sylvia Fowles and Tina Charles coming off the bench uh, in the post and they've been powerhouses. Yeah, of course I'm biased. Um, you know, but I, I think, you know, the combination of centers of uh, Brittany Griner and then here comes Sylvia Fowles, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, their efficiency has been off the charts. 
Um, you know, they, they effectively score the ball. Uh, it, you know, gives teams something that they have to worry about. As, as you know, when you get to international play, there's a lot more uh, teams that play, uh, you know, three ball, you know, space the floor. We're one of the few nations that have such an imposing interior presence. And not only, not only do we have uh, Brittany and, and Syl, uh, but Asia Wilson is a, is a very good five, you know, when we have, the, you know, if we want to get flexible and move her there. Um, so I, I like what we're doing there. And, and then, you know, as, as everybody knows, Tina Charles has been uh, really, really good this WNBA season. Um, you know, she's finding her way on this team, had a big game for us uh, in this last matchup, um, you know, in, in the uh, in, in pool play uh, against France, which was, a, you know, a fun game to be, be a part of. Really, France played great. Uh, this, you know, this whole format here is just it's so interesting because. Uh, it wasn't about just the USA beating France. France had to try to, you know, win the game or try to keep the, the point differential in the game to a certain total so they could advance to the medal rounds. Uh, it, you know, Australia last night, the last game of pool play is playing Puerto Rico and it wasn't enough for them just to win the game. They had to make sure they won the game by 25 points or more <laughs> to advance to, to, to medal rounds. It was crazy, uh, you know, so for our game, you know, like like obviously we're, we're trying to win the game. Uh, but France was elated, uh, to, you know, to lose the game. But uh, that it was only by whatever the total was, you know, 11 or 12 points, whatever. And, and exciting. It's, it's really exciting to be a part of. Yeah. Uh, the basketball, both men's and women, I, I think has been really great and, and balanced. Uh, the U.S. men are not just blowing people out. They've had struggles. Uh, but as you said, it's it's. Uh, kind of these talented American teams having to put it together in short period of time to play against te- teams that really work together a lot and have a lot of cohesiveness. Uh, hey, quickly, I want to remind you, legendsclassicmn.com. Check that out. And also thank you to Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. 10 cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. And another reminder, uh, my wife my wife got a, a great new job, a big step for her and her career. And uh, we went and met with Cara Quinn. Uh, she showed us some really cool places. And then she gave us an option that we would not have known about if we hadn't been talking to her. One day, we kind of figured out where we want to go. Uh, it was incredibly efficient, and it was her inside knowledge that got us there. Uh, so check out CaraQuinnRealtor.com or CaraQuinn at VibeMN.com. Hey, Glory here with Successful Marketing Group. As you know, I work with local businesses, and right now, I'd love your help in supporting local Twin Cities restaurants. This month, I'd like to spotlight Day by Day Cafe. They've been a St. Paul institution since 1980. My daughter and I have been going there for almost 20 years. They're family-owned and loved for their scratch kitchen breakfast and magical outdoor patio with koi pond. Oh, and their new wood fire pizzas are a big hit. Go to my Instagram at Successful Biz Owners for more info on them. Uh, I know Nafisa Collar hasn't played a lot. Somebody asked me on Twitter today if she was hurt. 
I said I thought it was just a tough, tough uh, lineup to crack right now. What is there an update on Nafisa? Yeah, I mean, I think you know you hit the nail on the head that this is Nafisa's uh, first Olympics, and there have been many, many great players that have been on the national team and competed in Olympics that sort of have to wait your turn, um, and that's the the situation that Fee is in. You know, clearly Fee's a Fee's a great player. Um, you know, a great player in the WNBA, obviously a great player for the Minnesota Lynx. Uh, the national team's a different beast. And, uh, you know, get the nod. And, and I'm just hopeful that Fee's, you know, gaining valuable experience um, in, in either a few minutes or, you know, zero minutes or, or a lot of minutes. I just want her to be ready. Did you watch any of the three-on-three basketball? I was out there for the, uh, the finals. And, uh, of course, uh, I was really interested to watch Kelsey Plum. She, she just played great in that tournament. Yeah, of course we you know that that's been a big, um, uh, you know, just a just a really big thing for USA basketball as they try to put it together. So we felt like we were on the journey with them a little bit. Obviously, WNBA players being involved in it, it was it was fun to watch. It was very different. Uh, a lot of times at the you know, five on five practices, we would have some of the three on three players there, and we would incorporate three on three into our practices. Uh, the rules and such, and, and uh, it's it's a great conditioner, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, fast-paced, and, uh, and it was just really, really fun to watch uh, Kelsey and, and Steph Dolson and Alicia Gray and Jackie Young. You know, we felt really bad for Kate Lou because she was such a part of that journey uh, that she wasn't able to be here because of COVID. Um, it, it just, uh, it was fun. It was fun, and we were so proud of them. It was hard. You know, it was everything you you know you, you, you think it would be in terms of trying to, to win a gold medal. And, uh, you know, we were just really, really proud. And we gathered around and watched, you know, each time that they played. And, and uh, we were just thrilled for USA Basketball as a whole. Uh, and then obviously specifically for those players who just committed so much to it uh, and brought home the gold. Can you take us behind the scenes a little bit? Just tell us what it's been like either logistically or what it's been like in practice. Has there been any fun or funny moments, any bonding experiences, just whatever you can tell us wouldn't see in just, you know, watching the games on TV. Yeah. I mean, the routine is pretty much the same. So, you know, we're, we're in a beautiful hotel uh, in Shin- Shinjuku, um, uh, part of Tokyo. And it's absolutely gorgeous in terms of, you know, the city around us. We don't get to see a whole lot. We're not permitted to leave our hotel. Um, you know, so, you might have heard reports that, you know, some athletes are venturing out, getting themselves in trouble and breaking protocol. Well, we're not um, certainly going to put ourselves in jeopardy for that. So we can't venture, uh, you know, too far from the idea of when we leave the hotel, we're getting on a bus. Uh, our bus transports us to, if we're going to practice, if it's a practice day, we're going to Tokyo University uh, for the practice. Both men and women's basketball teams are practicing there. Um, and so our routine would be to, you know, uh, kind of get up and I- I'll tell you, like, you know, I'll include some personal part of the routine. Um, I have really had trouble with the sleep patterns here. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. so I have spent most of my time being up very, very early, uh, in the day, very early on, it was three and four in the morning, uh, having trouble. Coming. A lot of us kind of experience that and I've sort of stayed on that, but I've kind of used it as a chance to, a little more working out in because that is a way to, you know, kind of do something healthy. There are tennis courts on the, on the fifth floor of the hotel. Uh, it's a way to get out and get some fresh air that would be permitted. Uh, so working out, we're, you know, we're kind of interacting as a staff uh, in, in that way. That's how we start the day. We have a great breakfast, uh, you know, beautiful 
uh, every morning, every meal, really, uh, just so much work has gone into, um, you know, making this such a great experience for us. So uh, we all, we have this massive meeting room that has a big screen that is constantly um, uh, uh, streaming or, or televising different events. Uh, my personal favorite has been table tennis. Uh, I really yeah. took to the, uh, the mixed uh, table tennis group from Japan that uh, I watched them repeatedly and I watched them win the gold medal and I just really got attached to it. <laughs> so um, I, I happen to like, uh, you know, I like the sport a lot. I'm, I'm nowhere near as good, but I learned a lot and I can't wait to bring it back home uh, for those that, that I get to enjoy playing table tennis with. So hopefully uh, I can bring some te technique back. Um, but we, we, you know, we, every, like I said, every, every meal we're in there, we're watching and, and having conversations and, um, you know, rooting on the other athletes and so there's great interest in the other Olympians, tremendous interest in it. Uh, we have a board that lists all the big things that day, the events that, that we can watch. And, um, and, and if it's a game, then we're going to go, um, you know, to, to the massive arena. What, what an arena. I don't know how you, um, you know, it's huge. It's it's massive, and you know what's so cool, Jim? I, like we're kind of, you know, I'm sure you probably got behind the scenes as well. Uh, have you seen the ability for it to go from a basketball arena setup to being able to expand, take the end zones, and the act, the whole thing moves, uh, yep. and you can now make it, it. It's just incredible. Like now you can make it a longer. You know, whether it's a, I don't know if they have soccer in their football field. Like, it's just really, really technologically very, very cool. Um, but anyway, the, you know, the, the, that experience has been really good. Uh, we certainly miss having fans, although it looked like today at the men's game that they allowed some fans. But I'm told that those were all credentialed people that were there. Uh, and then obviously a ton of media, which we don't necessarily see all that at our games. I wish we would. Um, I'm glad you'll you'll be able to be there tomorrow. I know you follow. I know you watch Canada uh, a little bit. Um, but, yep. but yeah, and so the experiences, and then we come back, and uh, you know the the players get into whatever they get into as players, and and they try to avoid the coaches that they can. <laughs> you know, we get our get our time away. But it's it's very much a, you know, it, it feels a lot like the bubble season in, in Bradenton. Uh, because we just can't get out, and and we actually, uh, uh, the coaches uh, and our national team director Carol Callen were able to get out and golf. Uh, I, we've oh, done cool. that on on two occasions. Yeah, we went out to an Air Force base uh, in in Tama Hills, um, and and got a got a chance to be out there, which is really cool. My dad was my dad was in the Air Force, and and so it was it was kind of cool because we actually had orders to to go to Japan. Uh, we never did, but it just sort of connected me back to, you know, I was texting my mom, you know, what, where were we supposed to go? You know, like I wanted to kind of investigate. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's been a, just a, a great experience. Um, and then obviously the, you know, the, the, what we're doing on the court is what we're here for. And, and uh, you know, hopefully we can continue to find success there. My dad was in the air force and he was stationed in Okinawa when I was about two and we, lived in a house overlooking the ocean. We had a banana tree in our front yard and I used to catch geckos and pull the tails off. Unfortunately, right. I don't remember any of that, even though my, my parents have some photos of all that. I don't remember it. So I've always <laughs> wanted to come back. And I would love to. And uh, Jerry Holt, uh, the great photographer from my paper, uh, is a martial arts expert. He comes to Okinawa once a year for you know clinics oh, wow. and, and, and stuff. So I, I, I really want to come back to this this city, this country, this region, when, you know, when we can actually move around a little bit. 
Well, I, I would I would be very much in favor of, you know, because of the COVID and, and the, you know, the challenging times here, you know, pretty, you know, pretty unfortunate when you think about the, the Japan women's basketball team um, yeah. who who have committed so much to this and and they are a very good team and they play a really fun style. You know, they really spread the floor and, and shoot the three. And um, it is so unfortunate that they cannot fill that stadium. Uh, with fans because they would, um, and it yeah. would, it just, it's, you know, it's, it's the host team and you have an opportunity, you know, to do something for your country that, uh, you know, again, they worked, you know, long and hard for, I would love to see them get an opportunity, you know, to, to be awarded the Olympics to come back here pretty darn soon to make up for, uh, all that was lost, um, uh, because the, the people here really deserve it. Yeah. I would be very much in favor of that. And I'd love to come back myself. Um, all right. Well, we're going to let you get to work or sleep, whichever uh, you can manage at this time <laughs> of night. We, uh, next show, we will wrap up the Olympics. Look forward to the rest of the WNBA season, which has been a blast. Your team is very hot right now. It's going to be a, a lot of fun to cover you down the stretch here. Uh, and, you know, uh, I mean, I, I'll get out and I'll get out and see unvaccinated quarterbacks play a little bit, too. But I'm really looking forward to the WNBA where you know players have a little more responsibility. Uh, that's my commentary. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Cheryl. Uh, thanks to Brandon for making this happen. Uh, you know, best of luck for the rest of the tournament. I'll be seeing you out there tomorrow. That sounds great. Be safe, Jim. Hey, everyone. It's producer Brandon checking in. Just to remind you, please stay tuned. There's a great interview coming up next. We've got Jana Shortle from Care 11 interviewing golf legend Nancy Lopez. They talk about her past, her history, about her golf game. And they also talk about the upcoming Legends Tour, which is uh, the inaugural LPGA Lando Lakes Legends Classic presented by the Meadows at Mystic Lake, and that's August 6th and 7th. It's a fan-friendly environment. There's lots of opportunities for autographs, limited roping. There's photo ops. It's just a lot of fun for the whole family. And if you want more information for tickets, uh, please check out legendsclassicmn.com. That's legendsclassicmn.com. And we'd also like to thank our newest sponsor, All Energy Solar. For more information on them, you can go to allenergysolar.com. We'd also like to thank Rudy Luther Toyota, Kara Quinn from Vibe Realty and Glory Ramsey of Successful Marketing. Um, yeah, that's about it for me. Uh, on to the interview with Jana and Nancy Lopez. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, Nancy, we're talking to you for the podcast uh, to get in the mood for the inaugural Land of Lakes Legends Classic at the Meadows at Mystic Lake. That event is August 5th through the 7th, and tournament play is the 6th and 7th. Nancy Lopez, you are one of the best players to ever play the game. So welcome. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> the thing that I've always wanted to ask you is you started at such a young age being on the scene, uh, 12, 13 years old, starting to win tournaments and an individual sport. And so much of what we've been reading about in the last 48 hours especially has been about athletes at the highest level who are young in individual sports struggling um, and trying to stand up and say, I'm a person and an athlete. So tell me what it's like to be a person at the top of their game in an individual sport at a young age. Well, you know, when you're young, you kind of enjoy it and you're having a good time, but then um, there's a responsibility that comes with that. I know when I went on to the LPG tour at age 20 and um, uh, started winning, uh, I really had to grow up pretty quickly. Uh, I kind of gave up those years from, I felt like 
from 20 to 24 because when you start winning then you're thrown into the to the press room and you answer you have to have to answer questions and then then when you start winning you know can you stay there the pressure of having to do that and then the, then the pressure of trying to help your tour grow which the LPJ tour was growing but um you know with me winning it opened a lot more opportunities for TV to kind of follow what I was doing because I won five tournaments in a row my rookie year. So, you know, I knew my responsibility was to help my tour grow. And so with that came doing a lot more press conferences, traveling more, um, defending, going back to the places where I had won and defending um, or going back there and doing press conferences because I was defending champion. So there was a lot of pressure, um, and but yet, like I said, when you're young, I felt like I really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed winning. Uh, I loved my tour, still do, and just wanted to be the best I could be. And if I could help my tour grow, and I could bring, you know, one more person to watch the LPG tour, you know, I I kind of ex- accepted that responsibility. Well, you certainly did that, and then some. Take me into kind of the headspace uh, that you had at a young age, maybe four, five, six years old, when you learn about the game of golf, or maybe it was sooner. Why golf? Why did golf come to you? Well, you know, I played all sports when I was growing up, and when it got to the point where I kind of had to be more serious about it, I think my father recognized that because I played softball, I played, I ran track, I played tennis, I played golf. And I loved golf, and I think he knew that. And uh, one day, he just kind of looked at me, and he said, Nancy, if you're going to be good at anything, you need to choose one. You need to choose one sport. And like I said, I think he knew I was going to choose golf. And from that point on, I really focused on golf um, and how uh, being with my dad and playing golf was so much fun for me. I loved the game and wanted to win. I knew, I remember telling my dad, dad, I want to win. I want to, I want to win. And he'd say, well, we just have to practice a little harder. And with that, <laughs> I did that. Um, and he was such a great, he was such a great sports dad. You don't always have that uh, when you're growing up. You know, you don't just have pressure from your sport, but you have pressure from your family. Um, and I've seen that happen so many times where the player has a pressure from the father or the mother. And I think that, you know, that's tough. And and for me, my dad was the, the most positive thing in my golf career because he supported me. He hugged me when I didn't play well. Um, he never made me fear failure, which I think is a, a big mm-hmm. thing for someone that's young. Um, and, you know, I raised three daughters myself in sports and, and I never wanted them to feel like they failed. And I never said, why didn't you do better? Um, because as long as they could walk off the field, the court, whatever, um, and ask themselves that they gave 100%. And that's all that mattered. And um, and they learned that because they played in a lot of team sports. None of them played golf, unfortunately. I would have loved for them to. But um, in the team sport, you know, when they walked off the field and they were disappointed they didn't win, I always said, well, did you give 100%? And they said, yes, ma'am, I did. And I said, that's all you can do. And so that's what my dad always taught me was just give 100%. You're not always going to win. You're going to lose. Um, so you got to accept that and, you know, just, just give 100%. That's all that matters. I super hope that uh, parents of athletes are listening to what you say in this podcast because that's tremendous advice that we'd like to see that uh, kind of go viral in the sports world, you know, encouraging your kids, pushing them to do their best. But understanding that loss is a part of sport, too, and loss is a part of life, yeah. uh, and that you keep yeah. trying. Absolutely. Uh, I think 
you talked about it, um, about young players and, and having, you know, parents that support you. But one thing that interests me, too, about your story, Nancy, is that you were ascending into the stratosphere as a female golfer in the late 70s, 80s. And I remember you were the first pro female golfer that I remember witnessing and thinking, I could do that because she did that. That's good. I'm glad. <laughs> I was hoping that whatever I did in golf, that, you know, uh, bringing young women to golf was definitely a goal of mine. And, you know, now that I'm not playing on the LPGA Tour anymore and I have my own company, Nancy Lopez Golf Adventures, I will, I'm trying to bring people to golf still uh, to enjoy the game because it's such a great, it's such a great game. It's such a great family game where you can take your kids out and your husband and just go out on the golf course and enjoy being outdoors. Um, and it's something you can do for a long, long time. So because I love the game so much, I, I wanted to give back. And by starting Nancy Lopez Golf Adventures, I feel like I've done that. And, and you know, being Hispanic and, and young and not having a lot of money when I first started on the tour, you know, if I can encourage other children of any color that they can, they could set goals and reach them and not let anybody tell them that they couldn't. And my dad was like that. He always, he always told me, he says that uh, my word was all I had. If I, my work ethics were good and I was a good person that I would go far in life. And, and I always believe that. And I taught my daughters that too, because I think sometimes we, we were involved in skin color, but I'm telling you, if you're a good person and you, and you give back, uh, and I learned that at a very young age, and it was very important because, um, you know, I feel like I stood for all those little Hispanic girls that didn't have money that, you know, maybe weren't told that they could, they could reach their goals, but I wanted to always do that and tell them that they could. Well, Nancy Lopez, you did and still do, and we are excited to have you in Minnesota for the Land O'Lakes Legends Classic at the Meadows at Mystic Lake. August 5th through 7th is the event. The tournament is the 6th and 7th. You can get tickets at legendsclassicmn.com. You are one of the best to play the game, and you are one of the best teachers uh, as a public figure in a game. So I thank you. Well, thank you. And, and I'm looking forward to being there. I haven't played in the Legends event for a while because of COVID and so many other mm -hmm. things not happening. But um, I told my husband I need to work on my game a little bit more because usually when I go to Legends <laughs> events, I just go to hang out and see my friends again. <laughs> but I thought, well, maybe I need to work a little harder. So I'm doing that. And hopefully I will bring a good game with me. Um, it might not be as consistent as I would like it to be, but I could surprise myself and it could be. So I'm looking forward to being there and you know, thank Lana Lakes for being the, the, the major sponsor and bringing us to Minnesota. I look, really look forward to that. Oh, we look forward to it as well. I, I don't have a, a lot of hesitation about your game. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. So we look forward <laughs> to seeing it again. And thanks for talking with us today. We appreciate it. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. Once again, thank you to our sponsors. Thank you also to Jenna Shortle for interviewing Nancy Lopez on behalf of the Cheryl Reeve Show. Uh, so many cool things going on in the sports world. The Olympics have been great. Uh, the Legends Classic, Lando Lakes Legends Classic is going to be great. Let's build it up. Let's keep it going. Thank you all for your support.